Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to know Josh for a long time now. I remember back when I played at Victory, he was one of the young train on boys with our group out at Darabin. And I can't tell you how proud I was when he came out with his story. And it, I, I had no idea. So it, it, it was just, I've got goosebumps talking about it actually, but it was, it, it brought tears to my eyes because it was such a turning point for sport and not just football. <laughs> Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he's so committed to this pod, he moved a workmate dinner for this show tonight. It's Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Jashan, for the uh, beautiful warm welcome as usual, and uh, of course, I was happy to change my plans for the pod. Uh, anything for the, the four-man war boys and our beautiful audience. So, uh, yeah, great to be back uh, after a week off last week, and um, keen to get into another uh, cracking uh, discussion about the A-League on the weekend. You beauty. The third voice you're going to hear is that of a man. He's just completed a trip around the sun. He's making sauce this weekend on Twitter. He's NPL player Oz Scopes. Here he is Damon Serra. Absolute pleasure to be here as always with you lads. Always a pleasure to be here for our listeners. And yes, uh, quarter of a century down. It's a sad time, but... It is a happy time. It should be a happy time. We're celebrating. We're celebrating, Damo. Did you get any good presents? Any good gifts? Yeah, actually, I got a really nice um, present from my sister. It's the Immortals of Australian Soccer by Lucas Redburn. Oh, nice. And my mate also um, bought me or received a picture of the 2010 uh, Socceroos World Cup squad. Um... So he gifted me a a massive frame of the uh yeah the squad and so when I eventually move into my own house that is the first thing going into my uh, garage hanging up yeah. on the wall straight, <laughs> straight to the, into the man cave very nice fantastic stuff and last but not least he listens to the Hamish and Andy podcast it's Nicholas where did you get this detail from you mentioned it last week Matt oh mate um thank you for your um, welcome. <laughs> yes. You give everyone else a nice little fresh, you know, jazz up, and then he's like, oh, Nick said this last week. Good to go. <laughs> you listen to the Hamish and Andy podcast. Oh, I do. Helps me clean Exactly. See? There you go. He listens to the Hamish and Andy podcast. You got a very clean house at the moment? Uh, no. Oh. Got a routine inspection coming up. Maybe I should look into that. Ooh. Ooh, man's got to get clean. That's uh, all right. Well, um, it was Pride Week, and the A-Leagues embraced the event totally. Amy Park sparkled in rainbow garb. The club put out some special jerseys. What was that, Damo? Nothing. No. Alrighty. I was going to say, they, they sh- could have called it Amy Shark. <laughs> what? That's, yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me <laughs> Did of Amy, Amy Shark, Shark perform there? <laughs> no, but... <it> was, <laughs> It just came to my head. I was watching Australian Idol. I <laughs> <laughs> watching Australian Idol. in other places. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. There's a plethora of inspiring stories came to light. If anybody listening has the time, go and read the Chloe Legazzo article up on the ABC written by Samantha Lewis. It is a very good read. And we had football to be proud of as well this weekend. A few fun games, a few dastardly games as well, but overall some pretty decent action. We had Melbourne City beating Sydney 3-2. Newcastle took the L to Western. Western Sydney Wanderers beat MacArthur 4-0. Victory Adelaide tied. And the Raw got a win on Perth Glory. Damo, where would you like to start this fine week? What was, in your mind, the most compelling, most talk-worthy moment of the week? The Irwin Kundigal. Absolutely. It's the only the really uh, moment I actually remember. Is that the goal of the week for everyone? It's either that or Tilio, I reckon. Oh. Yeah. It's a close call, I reckon, between those two. Bet it is a very close call, to be fair. Mm. Nah, you're two very different goals. But... Yeah, but yeah, for me, it's Irin Kunda's goal. Like, we've seen Tilio kind of do that before, so it's obviously not really that uh, special. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Captain him yeah. sure. Mate, uh, I'll expect him to do it again. On, on his story and call you a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, Marco, bring it on. Would you like to see Aaron Kunda start? And obviously, he's he's a teenager. What is he? Sixteen? He's seventeen years old. I mean, so he might not be as fit as his teammates. But you'd rather yeah. start him ahead of Halloran, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I I think the way he's coming and on and impacting games is good enough. So for me, it's just yeah, keep doing what he's doing. Calviert's managing his workload as he should. Uh, he's only seventeen, so I think the this is still. Uh, very much a vital time in his development, so it's vital that they don't overwork him, and that's probably why he didn't go to the under twenty uh, Asian Cup. So, yeah, fair shout. Oh, he's making an impact. Obviously, got the equaliser here after Victory had taken the lead with a four Naroli pen. Uh, Nick, did you watch this game? We'll keep tra- tabs on it at all. Oh, I did keep tabs on it whilst cleaning the yeah. house for my routine rental inspection. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hamish and Andy in one ear, Simon Hill in the well, other. I'll normally clean my house today, and, and well, not, sometimes not much cleaning happens, but um, mm. you know, um, oh, you Hamish and Andy hits the pause button. <laughs> and, well, after all, the football isn't good enough to just watch the game. So. Special goal by Erin Kunda. It's a light dribble, you know. He was kind of looking at the goals, oh, will he, will he not? And he just, the way he lifted it into the air, like, you know, like a Jedi just raising the oh. ball and <laughs> drifting it into the top left corner. He didn't, he put no effort into it. And you hear, um, you know, and then he just goes to the post-match interview after scoring, well, admittedly, it's not as sick as a winner, but, you know, just scored the equaliser, banger of an equaliser. And he goes, oh, do you practice tap-ins, mate? He's like, nah. And then they're like, oh, and then he, and then he follows up with, nah, only, only uh, worldies and bicycle kicks. <laughs> it's just like, and then, then this man said, oh, how did you, it's like, oh, I was just practicing that type of technique in training. Like, you know, I was just practicing He's that the technique. opposite McLaren. Yeah. Practicing that <laughs> technique in training. Thought I'd just try it, you know, for the real deal. Yeah. Last week, uh, pretty much all of you guys tipped Adelaide to finish second, I believe, ultimately on the table. Nick, did you think this performance was uh, conducive to a team who's going to, you know, be right up there at the tippy top for Adelaide? It was not a complete performance from Adelaide. I will, I will admit that um, they did uh, lagging behind victory at certain stages of the game. Um, I, 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 I still stand by my prediction. I think that's just one game, many to go. Uh, and victory whilst on the table, they're lower on the ladder. It is a derby between the two clubs, and victory have put in good performances against Adelaide this season. Uh, I think that that's their third and final matchup of the season, <laughs> unless victory make finals. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, victory have matched it with Adelaide pretty much most of this year, except for that first game back from the World Cup. So. Okay. So more just like Victory played pretty well and, and we're able to compete with Adelaide here today. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fair shout, fair shout. Well, there you go, Nestor Erin Kunda, banger of the weekend. Do you guys think... I wrote this down. It's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a hot take, I suppose. But is Erin Kunda starting to push for Socceroos consideration or not just yet? I've seen um, a bit of discussion about it, but I don't agree, No. A bit of back and forth. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. He needs like another, what, another two years, you reckon? Another year? Another year. No, we saw with Quoll, like, he would probably, when he burst onto the scene, it was more towards the end of the season. And he was already about 17, so by the time the season ended, he'd had enough time to kind of show, yeah, prove himself, and then got into the Socceroos squad. And then, um, yeah, it just happened to be a World Cup year, so... Yeah, it just happened I think, to be. I think things need to kind of fall in place, but it all happened pretty quickly. And I, I'll probably say that even, like, if we weren't so much in need of attacking X Factor in the national team, Garen Quall doesn't go to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. We just needed a bit of spark. Well, I'll just, ask yeah. you, Andy, right now, if you were in charge, if you were Graham Arnold, if you were yeah. Graham Arnie Arnold, would you pick Nestria and Kunda, Brandon Borello, or Marco Tilio? Ooh, tough question. Good question. Um, 
probably going Barello at this stage. Oh! I think didn't he... didn't fall into the bias. Didn't want no, to go for the Melbourne City into, boy. <laughs> didn't fall into the oh. city trap. I'm trying to trying to keep a. I'm, uh, going, I'm going Tilio. Yeah, I'm going Tilio too. Look, it's a oh, tough. Andy, the Melbourne City play. mega fan. No. Oh no. I'm, I'm pleased you boys are picking Tilio, but I just think he's um. A little bit inconsistent, like obviously if he if he's playing like he did this week every week, he's a he's a shoe in for the Socceroos. But uh, you know he he was pretty quiet in the derby, um, and yeah, I just think he needs to start stringing a few more of those those sort of games uh, like this week uh, together. And once he can start to do that, then uh, then he's in. But yeah, at this stage, I don't know. I think he's just needs to work on that consistency. But tough, tough, pretty guy. Indeed, you are a tough critic. My God, I would have thought after that banging goal he scored against Sydney, obviously proved to be the winning goal eventually, you'd be all over it. Oh, I'm very tempted, but, you know, as mm. I said, his performance in the derby, or, or lack thereof... Yeah, it was uh, pretty terrible, was it, wasn't it? A little, yeah, a little bit concerning. So, Bloody hell. Yeah, but he'll, he'll get there one day. I've got no, uh, no doubts about that. No doubts at all. Uh, you were at the game, the City-Sydney game? I was. It was a oh. very pleasant game to watch. Okay. Good who on pitch then? If it wasn't Tilio, who on pitch was the most impressive to you? If on it wasn't Tilio, look, I thought Aiden O'Neill was was very good. He, he goes a bit under the radar. Um, Masterclass, mate. And, um, yeah, the way he sets up so many opportunities, but he's, he, you know, he also defends so well as well. Um, so maybe O'Neill, obviously McLaren with his with his brace. It's hard to uh, you know leave him out of the picture. Papa uh, yeah. McLaren. Yeah, I think his positioning this week was uh, a lot better than it was in the Derby. Like he really didn't do anything in the Derby last week, um, and this week he found himself in the right place at the right time uh, and and scored two goals. Obviously with the help of Tilio and uh, I think the first one might have been Berenguer crossing it into him. But um, yeah, that yeah, bang on. Barringer was very nice as well. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, good good all round performance I thought from uh, from the City Boys this week. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Big improvement on last that week. That pronunciation was terrible. What's that? The City Boys or the Harry Boys? Oh, City Boys, mate. Every day of the week. The City Boy. Wait, the ha- is Harry Boys like <laughs> another n- a term for City Boys? Oh no, mate. It's it's the Harry Styles active area. Oh right. <laughs> Mega, <laughs> one leader, a Andy. Shit, man. Absolutely. How was, uh, how was Harry Styles? Was it fun? Yeah, it was good, good fun. fun. Uh, there's a story coming out. My brother um, went. According to Andy's partner, that he, uh, <laughs> he was attempting to start some active area chants for Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, no. It would have added to the atmosphere. <laughs> what was it? When I say Harry, you say Styles? <laughs> I can't even remember, to be honest. Mate. Ah, so, that was one it, went to, it went along the lines of, everywhere we go, <laughs> everywhere we go, it's the Harry boys making all the noise, everywhere we go. Yeah, I may have Iconic. that idea in that head, his head, but I did not follow through with it. <laughs> Um, what's, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Harry? St- Go around the room. Everyone can name their favorite Harry Styles song. Ooh, um, pff, I don't know. Watermelon Sugar, maybe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Damo. Didn't get the approval there. No, no, not happy with that at all. Not happy with that yeah. whatsoever. Got to be Simon Times. Yeah. Oh yeah. There it is, Matt. Oh, there yeah. it is. Good can, stuff. Can you say a one D song or... from me? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Fair call. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, because Nick, you went as well, didn't you? Yeah, it was good. Good. That's all you got for me? It was How good. many people do you reckon were there? 55,000. This is Marvel's Twitter page. But, yeah, oh, it, was yeah. It, was, it was um, Yeah, it was, it was good. Nice energy, you know. Uh, didn't do a shoey, which was disappointing. Yeah, that was uh, disappointing. It's a disappointing. I mean, it's so unhygienic, the shoey <laughs> thing. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's done and dusted sort of thing. Been there, done that. Okay. Every artist does Fair it. Fish out. <laughs> I agree. I, Post Malone did it well. Since then, it's, it's gotten boring. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you right now. What isn't boring is watching a Rado Vidasic press conference. <laughs> that man's goddamn hilarious. Rest in peace to Berenberger Bar. But yes. in his most recent presser, he basically compared Marco Tilio to Lionel Messi. Now, that's 
a bit of a stretch. But I'll ask my first burning question of the night. Three burning questions. And Dino, Andros, Gebo, is yeah. Marco Tilio? Yeah, Andros Townsend. That's it. Shout out to <laughs> don't Mr. Know, still don't know where that came from, but anyway. He's yeah. Andros Townsend is a player. He's a football player, Andy. He's an international football. He's an English. Ah, uh, okay. Is Marco Tilio ready to go overseas? Uh he's very close. If, you know, mm. putting uh, putting performances on like he did uh, against Sydney, like that's. Uh, Really uh, putting his name out there, I think. Um, I think a few more of those, if we can, you know, do a few more of those this season. I think he's definitely mm. um, a, a very high chance of going overseas uh, for next season. So hopefully, for his sake, he can yeah, keep it going and just get that consistency down pat. Um, but it does seem like uh, a long time ago when, uh, you know, it was the start of the season and uh, he was coming on in like the 89th minute, you know, and yeah, uh, everyone yeah, yeah. was worried, like, what's going on? Because Norbo's not giving him any game time. Yeah, well, well that PK is fucking trash, is what we've discovered since then. <laughs> well, Rado, Rado was the people. boss the entire Rado. time. I've already seen people um, discussing on Twitter where um, who drops out of the side for Marco Tilio at uh, Troyes. At Troyes? Oh, yeah. 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 There you Mate, go. Marco okay. Tilio go to Troyes. That's a sinking ship. Yeah, Paul. it is a sinking oh, ship. Yeah. But in, in Liga Troyes, Liga Troyes, <laughs> what do you have? It's pretty Ligue good. Dose. Yeah. <laughs> In the in the second French league, yes, uh, <laughs> I yes, think that would actually be a good year. He'd he'd destroy it, I reckon. He'd love he'd love French football. I reckon he'd that go would, well at French football. And if he football, if he goes sure. there next year and like scores ten goals and puts on like ten assists, like that's obviously that's a great year in anyone's books. Yeah, and that's you know if if they get promoted, he gets a year in league oh. Yeah, or if not, he gets a transfer to Manchester City or somewhere. So it's like... World's his oyster, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. I don't think for a sec... I, yeah, I think French football or Spanish football would, would do him well. I don't know if he'd thrive in the EPL, to be honest. To be perfectly yeah, honest. Definitely he's a, not. No. He's a frail young lad, but... Not bad chat regardless. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. This was certainly the, this was the game with the most goals, albeit two of them were uh, Jamie McLaren tap-ins. He's very good at those. But the so game, arguably, good. with the most drama, I'd say, I, I, it's hard to argue with this, is probably the Central Coast Mariners-Wellington uh, Phoenix game. Oh. Now, uh, I don't know who wrote this in to the Google Docs, but it, the, the quote verbatim is, Naughty boy Caltac with his third red of the season. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, Full stop. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I just saw three reds in one season. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> uh, did, did Caltac deserve this red card, Damo? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a naughty boy. <laughs> He deserves it. Oh my god! No, he does. No, 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 I am now a cynical referee. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I see. I see yeah, contact with the job. with the shin, with the studs. I give the red second card. you turn twenty five, you become a bitter old man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've accepted the shit shitness of the referees. Like, mm. I've accepted. Oh yeah, any little thing. Oh yeah, red card. Don't worry about it. Interesting. <laughs> Don't worry about giving it. VAR to sort. No, it wouldn't be called dead trusting Australian. Just give VAR. a straight red. But I mean, he gets the ball first. This is the thing. Like for me, it, it very harsh, very very harsh. And you saw the way the game kind of mm. derailed from there. I mean, Nick, like, was that controversial mm. red card even the most dr- dramatic moment of this game? Probably not. Depends. Oh, oh mate, it was full of drama. Um, I can't answer your question, though, because Damn. my memory's blanking. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, we had um, Ollie Sale saved a bang-on goal with his head. Uh, that was great. Yeah. That was a great goal uh, save. I enjoyed that he quite a lot. He had a few lot. really great saves. Oh, he's goaded. I, I think if, if the Phoenix do he end really up losing him to Perth Glory, that would be a massive, uh, massive loss. I would be happy if um, Cameron Cook would go the other way. I reckon that would be a good trade. Oh, you reckon so? You're, you're fully on board for a sale for Cook trade? Yeah, I, I would be. Cook for sale. 
And even then, like I, I do like um, Alex Paulson at uh, Wellington with the kid with the. Is he their backup keeper? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the th- see. Damo comes with the knowledge. He's got. Why he's got everything just ready to go. From Wellington that looked like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably Alex Paulson. Same shit. No, it's not. Do you mean Sid from Ice Age? No, 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 no. Sid, as in the, the evil kid in Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ah, right. Couldn't tell you what he looks like. <laughs> oh, um, Keegan, enough. was it Smith? <laughs> Keegan <laughs> Smith? Yeah, Keegan <laughs> Smith. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Bit Keegan, Keegan, Smith, yeah, Keegan Smith, yeah. Is it? Some he big Keegan Smith fans on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's only yeah. 23. Jeez. Yeah, he was only He's like 18, 19 when he started playing. He was a starting goalkeeper. Games only. Yeah. And then mm. they realised. I think. And then they signed Luis Italiano again. <laughs> Italiano never goes away. Something like that. But yeah, Nick, uh, so you had Oli Sale save the goal with his head. You had uh, Oscar Zavada score a, like a backwards heel kick in the 94th minute to equalise. Mate. And then, and then straight after that, we had the uh, the eye gouge incident with how do you pronounce it? Moresh or Moresk? Moresh. Moresh. Right. So basically, Central Coast have they've got a bit of a an attack going on, and he's pulled back by the Phoenix player, and he responds by like doing a bit of a finger gun to the guy's face, and the guy goes down, and he gets a straight red. Uh, I don't straight even know how to. The face. Simple as that. Well, it's not. It, yeah. Deserved red card every day of the week. Straight Straight red. Straight red. Straight red. Damn, you are all over the reds today. I'm with Damon. Because what you can never do, and this is what referees will look for, never raise your hands to an opponent's head. Mm -hmm. Mm. Especially if it's deliberate. Um, A few weeks ago. If you're provoked, don't do anything. The referees especially... I bet you it was um, Chris uh, Chris Evans. Bloody... um, What's his name? Sean Evans. Sean Evans. I bet you it was Sean Evans. Because I can't remember who it was. It was a referee. Is there a someone, referee someone, look up oh, who the referee was, was, was um, quickly. It was Morgan. Go. Was it Jack I'm Morgan? It. I think it might have been Jack Morgan. But even if it was Sean Evans, if it was Chris Spieth, if it was a bullshit decision, then it was obviously a red card. Mm. So you're suggesting there's a bit of a fuck around and find out scale when it comes to raising your hand to a player's face with referees? And you... Yeah. <laughs> just, they, they're just they've they've caught onto it now, and you could just yeah. can't do it. No, you can't. I, I mean, the guy definitely goes down. It's soft, and then it's soft. Nick it's Monk always and... soft, but they make the most yeah. of it because they want to get the other player sent off. Fair enough. Yeah. Naughty, naughty boy. As the <laughs> Who's naughty, the naughtier naughty boy? boy? That's right. It was Maresh or Caltech the naughtier boy this year, or was it Nick Montgomery for whatever Nick he Montgomery. said to the ref after that? <laughs> well, Nick Montgomery. Yeah, straight red. I want to know what he said. To... <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know what he said to get that red. <laughs> he would have said. Rhymes. He would have said, "This is you've shit the bed." No, you've got to you've got to say it in a Scottish <laughs> accent, mate. You've shit the bed. <laughs> I don't know, mate. You've 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 shit the bed. <laughs> He doesn't was, even have a Scottish that accent. That was uncanny. <laughs> have you heard him speak? He doesn't even have one. Nah, but he's from Scotland. Then, you know, it leads into my next question. He, he lived in Sheffield for like 15 years. <laughs> my next question is about Nick Montgomery. Because obviously, uh, you know, the Central Coast have somewhat tailed off in recent weeks. But they're still right up there in the hunt for... They're going to they're gonna make finals. I think we all know that. And they should hopefully make an impact once they're there. They play good football. They're fun to watch. Nick Montgomery has is, is quite famous for having instilled a very good culture at the club. And meanwhile, we've got Dundee United over there in the Scottish Premiership doing really, really poorly. And there's rumours that Nick Montgomery could be someone they're looking at to replace um, their recently fired manager. I forget his name. Um, That's not happening. Who wants this one? Is it, this, is, this is another burning question for me. Should Nick Montgomery take the Dundee job if it is offered? Damo, Nick, Nick Damo, whoever wants it can take I it. I think Damo, you got that one better. That Go would on, be Damo. a career-ending move. Bloody hell. Jeez, that's harsh. Damo's in a... Dundee Jesus. United. Absolute <laughs> Grumpy shit. Grumpy old man. <laughs> 
And if Mark Birigetti is your starting goalkeeper, which he's not anymore because he's an absolute fraud. <laughs> what happened? What's the news about Birigetti? I couldn't find anything. Oh, Birigetti, he just, he just made yeah. a very embarrassing yeah. error. He recently. just pretty much kicked an own goal. Uh, I got oh. his bitch. And we've had our best performing Socceroo at the World Cup almost. Uh, he hasn't done much for Dundee's uh, hopes. So essentially, if you're a good world-class player at the World Cup and you come to Dundee, you'll just turn to shit. Okay, <laughs> so you think if Nick Montgomery goes to Dundee, he'll turn to shit. Similarly, yes. If Nick right. Montgomery goes there... It is a career-ending move. Career graveyard. Career graveyard, indeed. All right, Damo's on fire today. Damo is, is villain. He's, he's ten twenty-five, and he's just become <laughs> best a, a option totally for person. for Nick Montgomery would be would have been the Aberdeen job, but I don't know the if Aberdeen that's still job. going because no Dwight idea. York was uh, linked to that too. But if you're in the position, right? Yeah, yeah I should. Yeah, bloody earth. Do one of those online coaching courses. You should put your resume I'd, forward for Dundee United. I'd bloody... I'd, you know what? I'd, I'd give him a good bloody save. rev up. Put in your football manager <laughs> save. Yeah, you as soon as, I've, as, soon as I've heard it, 25, you know, I've, I've become very bloody straight down the line. I don't take no bullshit. <laughs> you'd, be throwing, you'd be throwing jars of Posada all over the locker room like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. But if you guys were in, if you are, if you're coaching a team, right, an A League team that you're about to enter finals in a, in a couple months, but then you get offered a job in like a much more, I guess, famous league, do you stick around to see out the season, or do you want to, do you want to, you know, take that chance and take that opportunity? It's kind of, you know, it's an interesting hypothetical, I reckon. Yeah, mm, I reckon you got to take the chance. You know, the opportunities like that don't grow on trees, but it is tough, you know, if you're. In contention for a, for a championship, you, you and you've been a part of the season mm-hmm. so far. You obviously want to be a part of it till the end. But yeah, if it is a great opportunity and you and you think you're capable of it, why not grab it with both hands? Fair shout. Maybe he's got his eye on a, a more local job. Because well, I think what... the Rangers job will be opening up again soon. So ah oh, yeah, old mate uh, Bealy will be gone because just another. If he takes that job, he'll just be eaten up by Ange anyway. Ange is unstoppable right now. No point. Another victim of Ange Postacoglu. Love that. Love that. Love that. No, I reckon. I reckon Nick Montgomery has his eyes set on a on a more local job, if anything. Because I tell you what, Milos Tijoski is not lasting out the year. Oh shit, no. Another four <laughs> <laughs> uh, nil loss this time to Western Sydney Wanderers. Nick, mate, would you consider changing your prediction for for coming second to Western Sydney? They're in better form than Adelaide. I'm telling you right now, they're looking good. No, I'm sticking with Adelaide. Sticking with Adelaide? I feel I have a good, oh well, I have a good feeling about Adelaide. Um, I think Western Western Sydney were uh, ruthless against Macarthur. Oh, have shit. no question. However, I think that Adelaide um, are more poised when it comes to better teams, whereas Western Sydney are more likely to go into their shell. Um, into their shell. Into their shell. Western Western Sydney Wonder is a good shout, but. I think Adelaide, Adelaide's got more going going for it. Mm, interesting. Goals from Brello, Amalfitano, a pen from Schneiderlin, and Callum Newanoff in this game. Obviously two weeks, noon. two goals for Newanoff. I know. Callum's on fire. Get him to Celtic. Must have heard my praise last week. <laughs> yeah, he wants a bit more of that. Mm. Huh? <laughs> Get him to Celtic. Get him to Celtic. Everyone's going to Celtic. Everyone's going to Celtic to hang out with uh, with legendary Ange. Obviously, we'll be talking about Celtic's cup win a little bit later in the piece today. But um, yeah, Western Sydney looking looking insanely good. Have you guys thought like Schneiderlin? He's starting to look pretty pretty class out there for him. Yeah, he is. I think the um, commentary team gave him the three votes for the Alex Tobin medal uh, that night. So they obviously rated him and obviously set up. Uh, one of those goals and scored scored the pen, so it looks like he's fitting in uh, quite nicely already. Looking dangerous, looking dangerous. On the other side of mm. the equation, MacArthur, they're in shambles. I don't know if you guys saw this, yeah. but the MacArthur chairman's wife oh. publicly told yeah. fans to fuck off. <laughs> it's all a good um, look. So good. <laughs> not a great look. Andy, do you reckon MacArthur are a bit of a pub team? 
I reckon you could say that, mate. I think Dwight York might have been on to something. Absolutely. Like you're yeah. walking into peak territory. Yeah, oh, we are. I oh. Just have to put it. I might. I might just have to. I've got a few peak things to go through, so I might just have to put a cease and desist <laughs> or a super injunction notice to. Okay. Put a mem- Put the put a. A memorandum in this conversation. Oh, right, so we, we have to stop talking about MacArthur and Western Sydney right now. Let's hear it. What's the peak moment of the week? We're going to hit them all up. Before <laughs> okay, we're doing. All we're right. wrapping all the peak moments up later. So we'll, we'll leave MacArthur for now. Just know that they're shit and Melissa Joski is dead. You, you know what? He's not even worth labelling fraud. He's just... He's not... <laughs> he's not he wasn't even prepared not to even take on to the good. job. Nah, he was a great player back in the day. Loved watching him play, but he's struggling as a coach. And the other fraud, I told you all. <laughs> all up. of yous. I told you, Zabkovich is a fraud, and I tell you what, here we are. <laughs> Nick, you've been high on this little period they've been having with their scrappy draws and their shitty goals. But you know what? They're winless in six. There's rumours going around that Zabkovich has been punching his goddamn players in the face in training. <laughs> Not reasonable. Not reasonable at all. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, Collie wasn't pl- Collie didn't start in this game, did he? Has he, he got a punch in the face? Concussion, that's why. Oh, he was on the bench. Yeah, he was on the bench. But allegedly, <laughs> allegedly that Zabkovich has punched his mate, players in the face. Someone at my uni was friends with Collie, so I'll, um, I'll go straight to the source if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Get him on the pod as well. Let's go. Giordano Colley. I'd love to have right a chat with him. He's a relevant player. Um, but yeah, now, uh, look, you lose to a Brisbane Raw team. Obviously, you have the new coach bump, so that's the mm-hmm. thing. But Raw have been so bad that for Perth to lose this game 2-1, it's not, a, it's, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. And I'll tell you right now, I think Brisbane Raw, with, with Green in charge, are a better chance of making finals than Perth. Ooh. I mean... This was a win, despite Jay O'Shea and Scott Neville not playing. All right. It was impressive. I. I it was impressive. I will not lie. Mm. I think I watched I mean, this, and it was oh. genuinely impressive from mm-hmm. uh, Brisbane Raw. They That's had it, seven under twenty-three Australians playing, or seven under twenty-one. Yep. I'll, I'll I think name it was them. Henry, Henry Hall, Taras Gamolka, Raman Akbari, Kai Truin, Jai Courtney Perkins, Carlo Armiento, Jez Lofthouse. Yep. That's all of them. So yep, that under 20, it. Perfect. And they got the job done mm-hmm. against the fraud. And <laughs> so kudos to them and Nick Green for absolutely um, yeah coming to the party with a very decent showing. That's it, mate. Give me a Gamulka Akbari central pivot any day of the week. That was gorgeous. I really Huge enjoyed fit. watching um, Akbari. I think he, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's uh, sh- he showed something different that we haven't seen before, and yeah, it was mm-hmm. very refreshing to that. see. It just looked like they were playing without, yeah, without any restrictions. They, they, they had a lot of freedom, didn't they? Mm, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. That's exactly right. And I believe it was. Um, what did he say? Old mate Greeny came out and said in the press that he just wants yeah, he wants the players playing with a bit more impetus, a bit more focus on a, on attacking football. And, yeah, I mean, with, yeah, yeah, with, with Warren Moon, you could kind of tell that they were trying to play a system. Yeah. But the system just wasn't functioning. And like I think everything kind of just revolved around Jay O'Shea. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And Jay O'Shea is a good player, but he's not, you know, he's not even the best midfielder in the league. So why... Why do that? He's up there, but um, yeah, it just showed that this new team without Jay O'Shea, even if he's injured, like he will obviously walk into the starting lineup again. Mm, yeah, but um, it showed that they don't rely on him that much, and that they do have the players to take mm-hmm. it uh, to the next level. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. A few weeks and months potentially ahead for Brisbane. Henry Hoare especially uh, impressed me. Loved to watch him play. He has improved quite a lot. Yes, indeed. And also, shout out to Kai Truen, who is from Batemans Bay, where my buddy Charlie went to work for his exercise scientist career. So, doing it for Canberra. And doing it for Jackie Hingett, who's, uh, I think, just had a a little boy, Billy. So, you know, lots of of people having kids these days. Obviously, J-Mac made the announcement... At the Melbourne City game, he's got one yeah. on the way. Andy, do you expect to be named the godfather to J-Mac's <laughs> Oh, mate, one, one can only dream. 
Mm. Would love to, yeah. One can only dream. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you reckon? Was this a case game. of just like a one-off Brisbane Raw new game, like new coach bump? Or, you know, if, if they keep playing like this, do you reckon they can really make a push for finals? Uh, yeah, well, if they keep playing like that, definitely can uh, make a push for finals. You know, there's still time. It's it's very tight on the table, um, as we know at the moment. So, yeah, it's uh, the door's open for Brisbane Raw. But um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see because, uh, you know, it often happens where, you know, a new coach comes in mid-season and, and a team has a great win and then sort of tapers off after that. So we'll see if they can back it up. That's a real test uh, for Brisbane. But if they can, definitely uh, the door for final is, finals is uh, still ajar. Mate, you're talking out of your rear clacker, mate. No way we're making that for finals. <laughs> oh, mate, you never talking know. Talking out of his it's what, tight. sorry? His rear clacker. What's mate, he talking about? Brisbane are a chance for finals, and Western United are a chance for finals. You're just talking absolutes. <laughs> Brisbane above. You've got to go with the form, mate. Western, you just, Western United just beat the most informed team in the league, 3-1. Oh, mate. How about it? The thing is, Brisbane Raw score more than one goal as often as Melbourne City lose, okay? And that's a statement <laughs> that's of true. fact, because Brisbane have only won... Brisbane have only had two games where they've scored two goal, two goals mm, or more. That's true. And Melbourne City's only had two losses. So, what do you go Nick, for you, mate? But go also, that was under Warren Moon, so maybe they'll... Exactly, that was Moonball. Yeah. Who says, who, says, who says that green ball is going to have the same defensive, you know, prowess as Moonball, you know? Oh, with Kai Truan oh, back there, mate, nothing, with, nothing can yeah, get past Yeah, Tommy him. Aldred and bloody Kai Truan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what. Like <laughs> <game, laughs> Damon's right, had too much Posada. <laughs> yeah. that, that ground is going to have rugby league games on. Oh. So how do you think the rugby league players <laughs> are going to, you know, treat that turf? It's going to be potholes everywhere. You know, True. like that doesn't. You know, we don't. Bloody... We don't play on this on Suncorp anymore. So sorry. You don't no, play at Suncorp still anymore. A rugby ground, oh, at KO Stadium, Redcliffe, yeah. Yeah, lots lots of teams playing over there. The Dolphins. Yeah, you're not wrong. Kato Stadium. Katoa. Yeah, Kato Stadium. I did my research. And Sunshine Coast Stadium. Stadium. You're near the Sunshine Coast. You lied to me on the podcast. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like halfway I'm, there. I can get the Google direction. Mate, mate, you're acting like, you know, it's bloody, uh, you know. A hop, skip, and a jump. Melbourne and Frankston, but, you know. <laughs> I hate conjunction. Buddy. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, there. it's like it's like as close as Heathcote Junction. You might as well call it. Yeah, you might as well just call no, it bloody Kyo, Sunshine Kyo Coast Stadium. Stadium. Okay. Kyo Stadium is a one-hour drive from the Sunshine Coast. What do you have yeah. to say for yourself, mate? Yeah, that's on all. That's it. On the Google Maps, there is green <laughs> between Kyo Stadium. Yeah, if you drive yeah, it's the Glasshouse Mountains, mate. It's the Glasshouse Mountains. About, about, Beautiful. About the size, you know, a decent size. Not bad, good size, you know. Like. Uh, yeah, look, okay, you're thinking of Sunshine Coast as too, like, the Sunshine Coast is a large area. It's not just one town that's the Sunshine Coast. It's, it extend, it Mate, extends to, like, a large... I'm no Queenslander, but you'd think, looking at this map where Bribey Island is, that's, the, that's, that's, like, the border between Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast. All right, yeah. It's, it's right outside the border then. KO Stadium's a good, like, 20Ks away from it. You're having a laugh, mate. You're having an absolute <laughs> laugh. But, yes, Western United got, got a win. Uh, very novel, but Noah Bottich basically just banging in goals. Uh, Damo, mate, is Noah Bottich your young player of the week? Two goals for Western United? Nah, no way. Fuck. All right, okay. <laughs> but regardless, like... <laughs> what a great showing by Western United against a uh, informed Newcastle. Incredible, um, uh, yeah, show of uh, showing of character, I would say, by John Aloisi's troopers. Can't believe they're still John Aloisi's troopers, but they are, regardless. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, it's good to see a young player uh, finally start to get the rewards for some decent showings. Well, he's got to, he's got to be starting. Oh, got to be now starting. Yeah, yeah Priyovich. Yeah. I don't know if he's still. Is he injured or is he just not being selected because he just wants to go oh, home? Who cares? It's the Bodich Yeah, exactly. Now. I would like to see more of uh, Noah Bodich. The way he kind of sneaks in front of the um, first defender uh, when those crosses are coming in, he's done it twice now mm. and uh, he's scored twice. So it's working for That's him. It, so he, he's, he's learning on the job and um, he could mm-hmm. very well be a Socceroos striker to come. My humble I reckon opinion. he's better than his cousin. 
He's definitely go, better than both Tommy and Denny Urich. Yeah, agreed. Fraud. What were you going to say today, Dan? In go my Nico. humble opinion, I think uh, John Aloisi Alo- should reconsider the Brisbane Raw vacancy. Get out. <laughs> just, to, just to upset you. No, Get out. It's green ball. It's green ball from now on, brother. Jeez, big fan here. Mate, yeah, Redcliffe is nowhere me. near Sunshine Coast. Oh, get out of it, you're... <laughs> Too much time having Milton Mangoes at Johnny Ringo's to look... You didn't even have time to look at a map and understand how your own state works. Next you're going to be saying Kansas Townsville are basically the same city. <laughs> Pretty much, That's yeah. like bloody uh, from ship to fucking Melbourne. Get out of it, fellas. There's football to talk about. It's literally like Kansas Junction. It is. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take the L. I'll take the L. Redcliffe isn't that close to the Sunshine Coast. In my mind, north side... See, I'm a south side boy. You have to understand. Okay. So the north is all the same. The north Rochdale is all the fucking same. Yeah. yeah, mate. That's it. Rochdale, Rochdale Knights. Rochdale Rovers. Hell yeah. Oh, God. Mate, you're, we're doing pretty well mate, in NPL too, whatever it is. Mate, it's like, it's like you know, you say people from Logan are from the Gold Coast. It's not the same. Never said that. <laughs> all right, Nick, mate, you're talking a lot, so how about you just have your little moment now, all right? Do you have a peak moment of the week for me? I'll have a peak news flash of the week. through some peak moments and I, I want to get some hot takes on them all right some hot takes and then we're going to have a democratic election a committee meeting Absolutely. to decide what's the peak moment because as the custodian of pk league football i think it's my duty to report on pk league moments however when the peak is overflowing as in the opposite of troughs it's just too much peak to handle too much peak for your beaks Okay. Too much peaking. Too much peaking. Too much peaking duck. Too much Hong Kong barbecue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why have you bought? <laughs> got a few moments. Got a few bit of a bit of variety of PK league this week to go through, um, and you guys can be the judge if this is what we call peak or not. Because we've got absolutely it's easy. It's easy when it's a light week to say this is peak, but I think we've got a heavy week. We need a, We need a. We need to weed out the weak peak moments, and they can like, yeah. oh, they can always be peaking another week, but not this week. All right, we got. Uh, I can't remember. I should have done some research. Uh, <laughs> that was a story of my time on the podcast, lads. Um, <laughs> there's no reception on the V line, so it's, it is tough to do research today of the potty. Um, but there was a whistle in the crowd. At the end of the Adelaide United victory oh, game, was it? that slowed down the attack. And, uh, I can't remember who was charging down the wings. It might have been, um, what's his what's his name again? Um, Halloran, Ben Halloran. I can't remember though. Um, it wasn't good. Oh, like someone like it was mocking the actual like yeah, final game whistle. Yeah, and, and, and like he literally dropped his head and like didn't stop chasing the ball. Ah, uh, yeah, you hate to see that. I yeah, hate you hate that. to see that. So maybe not PK league, but I thought I should share it um, and raise it to the committee. Maybe let's just say uh, shit play by the victory fans. Mm. Typical. How do you know it's a victory fan? Well, fine. Why would an Adelaide fan do it when they have the ball? Oh, mate, those those lads in Adelaide, they're, fucking, <laughs> they're all over the place. Oh, it's right, the water they're drinking. They're, all they do is drink red wine. <laughs> That's Here fair. fair point. No, go. it might have been Rory Sloanman. He's had a few concussions, you know. <laughs> true, true. Right, here we go. Here's time for um, some more PK League action. So, MacArthur was gallant in defeat. Great, great side. Um, yeah, gallant in their 4-0 drubbing, yeah. Gallant, gallant in defeat. You know, when they just do that... When they have a palm up and they can't have the salad, they they they, they wise up to it, you know, help each other out. Um, and I just want to give a shout out before we proceed to Matt Miller. Great shot on goal there, son. Yeah. Shout oh. to the hands of Lawrence Thomas. Penny yeah. tail, what a play! Your penny tail for your tent, penny tail <laughs> peak A League moment of the week. I would like to give consideration to the poor MacArthur social media manager who had to yeah. go through all that to find out Matt Miller shot <laughs> that would be their moment of the week. Um, 
let's just say our content for peak moment of the week isn't as sparse as their shot of the week. It <laughs> <laughs> is incredibly sad, yeah. isn't it? Uh, it really a, bit is. of, a bit of a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of uh, a bit of lashing out from the chairman's partner on fan forums. I think that's a. Uh, I think, we're, I think MacArthur being a pub team is uh, getting closer to peak early <laughs> moment of the season as we speak. Um, Melbourne victory in MacArthur in the running, if you ask me. Um, all right, and if, if, so that, that's that one. What do we think about that one, lads? Like, any, any, any thoughts, any ruminations? Oh, that's like, an iconic, that's an iconic you know peak moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so... It's, right. it's not the first time it's happened nah. to. Or, How often does she abuse her fans? Not a late... No, like a league... Why well, it's not the first Didn't time. Didn't the guy CEO from Perth Glory? Something? Yeah. Tony, yeah, Tony Sage. Tony Sage, yeah. he's pretty great. It's, but he yeah. has some pretty good honesty sometimes like, on how things work with the league. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He does, been, but yeah. yeah, I think he gets into the um, the haters as well. He's, he's yeah. yeah. Um, just, Come on, Andy, tell us. What what are your thoughts? They're both proud. Get angry. My my thoughts on the yeah. on the um, Everything. wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually, I actually don't mind it. I, th- I think it's, uh, it's good to to have a bit of bit of passion, you know, for for your club, um, and and to bite back a bit, you know. But even telling your own paying members <laughs> to fuck off. <laughs> Look, it, it definitely wasn't the right way to go about it. But you can tell her heart was in the right place. But maybe they should like in the heat of the moment uh, lay off the social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, just don't look no at it. that like. Yeah, especially the image it sends. Um, and look, I, I'll be brutally honest. I don't have any confirmation that it is that person. I'm not familiar enough with the situation to suggest that. I'm just going off what I've seen on social media. However, mm. I feel like um, if you're in a position of um, associated with a powerful position in the club, um, you don't want to be making enemies yeah. of you. Yeah. You don't want to... Especially if you share the same surname as mm. the uh, chairman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty silly. Um, all right. Um, bit of fisticuffs at Perth earlier in the week, allegedly. Uh, allegations of furling. Um, <laughs> shout out to the A-League memes for posting a ripper, ripper tier list of who's most likely to get into a punch-on. <laughs> uh, the peak moment is that the most punch-onable guy didn't get into a punch-on. Marco Rudan. <laughs> Not that we know of. That, that we know of, yeah. Surprising, oh, isn't so it? It's because Zadkovic was stealing all the headlines, being a fucking fraud and beating up his own players. Well, well, well allegedly. Uh, well, allegedly, Marco Rudan yeah. um, shout out to Marco Rudan You know, he's like, oh, if I can't punch up my own players, may as well, you know, have a bit of biff with the MacArthur coaches after we win four uh, yeah. nil. But I don't think it was biff. That's all allegations. It's probably more like he was saying. Oh, I'll see you at Palmer Tuesdays, you know, your pub team. Palmer oh, goddamn Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I was No, that, that, that was strong. There's a strong <laughs> Comedy festival's coming up and I'm going to try an open mic. Yeah, you've been... <laughs> you should do okay. that. I'll, I'll be at the open mic at, your, at the bar you work at, Sean. Yes, next, every Tuesday, Comedy Tuesdays. We do, do comedy in curry. Yeah, we do comedy With Tuesdays. Wine? Oh, Nick. Oh, I mean, you can yeah, buy yeah. one if you like. Sign me up. Um, with uh, the only, the best Kerno <laughs> brewed wine, pressed wine. Yeah, just to, just a, a disclaimer, if anyone out there wants a wine that tastes like off-fruit juice, please go and buy Ed Kerno's new brand of wine. No, I'm not representing the company, I'm representing my company, and we don't want to be he's, selling shit wine. He's genuinely... Ouch. Yeah, not impressed. Mate, no, I'm going to send this podcast, this podcast to, 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 to your wine supplier and I'm going to get you, you cancelled, son. No, mate, Don't go saying this, buddy. You know, this I can get a different wine supplier tomorrow, brother. I can get wine that actually tastes like real wine. That's all I want, Nick. Oh, mate, I want wine. wine that tastes like real wine. <laughs> not like off... Fucking Ribena. Piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. Wine, wine that tastes like real, real wine, not made out of oat milk. I get you, mate. Milk's That's it, mate. To be in. It is. Um, uh, any more peak moments for us, Nico? One more personal Ooh. peak moment. The closure of beer in Pergaba. Rado didn't oh. take that, that, that too well. Um, no. 
What's the go here? Can you can you explain to me what happened? I didn't watch the press conference. Oh, Andy can explain it better, actually. <laughs> you can back it up. Well, there's this yeah. fine establishment uh, on Swan Street in Richmond called Beer and Burger Bar that uh, you know that we've gone to several times, like before and after city games. Mm. They did some. Beautiful burgers and a, a great selection onion of beers. Rings, man. Onion rings, Oh, they got some great onion rings, bro. Oh, fuck. Milkshakes, so if you're stuff. not into burgers or beer? Yeah. So, but can we get a explanation why it shut down? Nah, we don't We don't know. We, we tried to find not out. Not due to but... a lack of business from us, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Nah, there we was no explanation that, that, uh, that we could find. more if I knew they were in trouble. Can you stop mm. interrupting Andy, please? Sorry. He's trying to answer the question here and you keep talking over him. <laughs> It's all right. Just a shop. Bloody hell. Yeah, so uh, there was a fine establishment and they uh, went out of business. They shut down permanently. And obviously, Rado was an ongoing customer as well, clearly, as we found out in the press conference, because he said, well, the commentator asked oh, him. Oh, so he just brought him up. Yeah. Well, the commentator, uh, the, the um, journalist asking the question asked him, uh, how was your burger post match? Because there must have been some footage of him eating uh, a burger yeah. after the game. And he's like, Oh, well, I'm disappointed that Beer and Burger Bar is closed down, so I had to get a burger somewhere oh, else. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, and he, he said the burger yeah, was better than shit. his performance as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Mate, um, it was a, a sad day when we found out it shut down. Andy and I finished up watching the City MacArthur game. I'm like, do you feel like a bloody some Beer and Burger Bar here? Yeah? You know, some yeah. more onion rings, uh, sloppy Joe's burger, all the way. Uh, or, or a bit of, mm, you know, uh, cur- you know, a bit of a... Uh, kimchi fried chicken, um, and bloody permanently closed. Oh, on a Saturday night. Uh, anyway, um, I think I'm going to call it, guys. PK League moment of the week. It's the pub team. Eating. The pub. Yeah. The week of pubbery, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a fair closed. assessment. Thank oh, it's quite listening. easy. It's 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 yeah. Thanks for that, Nick. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say like it. It comes to a point where you can't really say anything about it. Like, it's obviously a, a pretty shitty um, turn of events for MacArthur. Like, um, Dwight York leaving, Ulysses de Villa um, mm. injuring and probably out for the rest of the season. Like, it just comes a time where you just have... You, you, if you weren't bloody laughing, you'd be crying as a MacArthur yeah. fan. So, um, mm. all those... All the MacArthur fans out there listening, um, I know there's a few of you, so just, um, yeah. Yeah, to me, the MacArthur Don't, don't take anything too personally. Um, just, it's a tough life being a football I... fan sometimes, so um, if if you're ha- going through any trouble at the moment, um, yeah, let us know. Bloody hell. <laughs> let us know. Counsel let us know. Let us know. Put your manager CV ready to go. Yeah. That's it. Very nice. Very I nice. I might have become fickle in my old age, but I've also become more accepting. <laughs> this Ray Damon would be the next great. coach of MacArthur, I reckon. He'd do a better job than Stajowski. <laughs> but um, that I think that'll that brings us to the end of our of our games wrap up. There is a bit of yeah. news to get through, and then we're going to do a little bit shit. of a segment. Jesus Christ! <laughs> have you <laughs> have you been drinking tonight? You have me. I can tell. You I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, you have. I can. You've, Having too much of the olive oil. There's some olive oil lying around the house. No <laughs> good. Virgin. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, mate. Gotta be. Obviously. <laughs> Stupid Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, look. No, news around the news around the leagues. Around the world, I should say. Uh, Ange Postacoglu got the dub for Celtic in the Scottish Cup. Huge win. Yes. Love to see it. Paddy Cosnobo can't win a game at Troyes. Hate oh. to see it. It's, it's a tough transition Sucks. going from the ALE to a top five club. Maybe Trois wasn't the right call. Maybe right. it was not. But nah. Does it, can Pettis Norbo speak French? Or... No. Well, apparently he could. I think he can speak a little but bit. But he's been talking English the whole time. It's, it's tough. Um, yeah, I, I could imagine Ligon being a, a league, especially if he's got a majority French squad, which he would. Um, you know, for various squad rules, I imagine it'd be tough um, being if like first international coach. Imagine and being Kevin Musket. Should have gone the Musket route, gone to Japan first. That's what I'm suggesting. Step like, by step. You know, like um, 
I know you just brought up Kevin Musket as an analogy, but I won't um, indulge in that just because I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm less familiar with like you know the context of like how widespread Japanese and well, oh, Japanese is all over Japan, but uh, English <laughs> is in Japan. But you know, in France, like there's a stereotype, you know, that if you know French, like they they hold the French language to a higher standard. There, you know, they've got. Mm. Like, this is off topic, but they've got an academy for the French language that upholds and and keeps like the French language esteemed within France. And one of the one of the things is that they, as new inventions come in the twentieth century in a modernized world, um, and in a in a world where we all talk with each other, they give things such as computer, which is il computer in Italian, for example, example, it give is. it a French a French language name. No, 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 Franklish, all French. Okay, all right, <laughs> that was um, a lot. That was insightful. Paddy Kisnorbo does speak yeah. French. Oh, I have looked Paddy. it up. He doesn't. He does. This is like I speak Italian. Like I'm speaking oh, Italian yeah, right. right now. Yeah, okay. He's speaking a bit of French then, but not really enough Didn't to Didn't he do know. his first yeah. press conference he, all in French? He did, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a pretty bit of a... It was a bit of a train wreck, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's they been were. a train wreck, train wreck ever since he ever since exactly. started. Exactly. Yeah. Dave may woke up and chose violence today, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aussie players, Aussie footballers have been violent all the way through this season. We have broken the record for straight red cards with eight games still to go. I'll ask the question to the room at large: Is this more reflective of the refereeing this season or on the players? Yeah. The refereeing, yeah. I reckon. The refereeing is hard. Yes, indeed. The indeed, they do. And the VAR. Oh, and the VAR. I'm not I see. saying they're making the wrong decisions. I'm just saying nah. the referee gives the card, and each year they set the standard of what the discretion is. So. Mm. Yeah, like I think it's coming mm. from above the refs. You know, like they're obviously been told to, uh, you know, be a bit more strict on red cards and crack down on things a bit more. I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Fair shout. All right. There you go. Question answered. Sorted. Fellas are nice and concise. It's good to see. Now, do we want to wrap things up with our um, worst plays of the season thing, or do you want to call it here? Um, we can quickly go through it, maybe. If we, I've, if got, we a, have I've got another news, news topic. Oh, go on then, Nick. How good are the Australians in, in our worldwide leagues at the moment? Riley McGregor, Doing very well. Jackson Irvine. Connor Metcalf. Jackson Irvine. It's nothing specific. But yeah, St. Pauli, killing it. St. Pauli, yeah. Doing very well. Great to see. St. Pauli. That sounded a bit, uh, a bit Dutch rather than German. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, to be fair. Richard Vanderbilt. Um, uh, very close, though. Like, very, um, yeah, obviously, there's derivatives between the two languages, so. And uh, to answer yeah. your final burning question, Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, good call. Good We're still call. waiting. Call. What, what is it? Oh, I forgot about what? that. Oh, Jesus. I need a, I need a poo. <laughs> ah. oh, what? Sorry? Are you one of those French bulldogs? <laughs> no, I just I need, a, I need a poo. All right. Okay. Oh, Reset. Re- the, um, <laughs> the young suckaroos are playing now, by the way, as well. So. Uh, the young suckaroos are playing as we speak. All right. We'll, we'll wrap things up then with this. Quick, yeah. I was... Uh, I was scrolling through Reddit like a troll the other day, an absolute mess as this podcast has ended up becoming. <laughs> and there was like a thread up on like, okay, the classic, should we support a winter season for the A-League? Uh, they had a vote up and you know, a big, you know, a fair few comments and whatnot going on. And last time I checked, uh, was, yeah, 60% of people voted yes. We should have a winter season really? and, and go head-to-head with the AFL and the rugby. So uh, the last person I need to ask, Nicholas, a burning question. Would you yourself support a winter season for ALM and well, ALW as well, I suppose? Oh, I mean, I always support the A-League, so it's a bit of a trick question when you put it like that. So my answer is yes, I would support a winter season. Um, however, I don't reckon... I think there's a few contexts at play. Uh, in the context of Australian football... I think we'll get a better quality game in the winter season. But then other things come into play. Uh, Two, Suffolk competition from the AFL and the NRL and Super Rugby. (laughs) But I I think we will 
I think the A-League wouldn't survive in that competition. I'm just going to be frank. My name's right, Nick, okay. but today I'm going to be frank. Um, okay. Uh, so, I, I think it, w- it would get absolute... Like, it's, it's, it's nice, all sunshines and roses in the vacuum, but I think mm. in the context of the Australian sport, it would get absolutely decimated. And I think there are some benefits, too, of having it on a summer season... Uh, in, in line with the European winter season um, because, you know, fans that are engaging in the EPL, um, you know, are more likely, it's like football's more on their mind, uh, yep. may, may well to engage with the A-League um, okay. to get something local. Uh, another reason, um, well, I think so, another quick reason is that that Asian Champions League is actually reorientating to a, um, you know, a, well winter for them but you know a summer season for us so we'll actually now be in line with the Champions League yeah uh, and I okay. think that might cause more engagement in the Champions League um, I think like it's a bit of a funny one because uh, they're transitioning actually the two previous seasons are both eligible for the Asian Champions League qualification but only one team can go but since Melbourne City are probably going to win both the premierships it's not going to be a concern and my final reason is why I think, um, why I don't think I would see the A League switch into a winter season is I enjoy watching the games in the. And this is completely personal, but I'm going to sound like a boomer when I say this. I like <laughs> it in the summer. I just do. Mm. It, it's a bit more. The, yeah. Uh, great. As long as you're not playing in the 30 plus heat, and you know, player safety's at mine. It's good if you, they start the game at six. You know the sun's still going to be out and it's going to be like you know setting by the time the game finishes. It, it's a good vibe just to sit back and have a, have a beer um, in the pool. Yeah, in the watching pool. a game. Yeah, it, it's it's and I think like you know it's it's just a good vibe and I feel like when the games are on at winter and I feel this with footy, it feels like a chore to go out to the game sometimes if the weather's not. Um, that mm. pleasant, and that's like including sports. I, yeah. sports like I've been grown into nonsensically, like footy. Like if if it's if it's raining, I'm like, and I have to like walk through the concrete concourse to get to the ground. I'm like, oh, this is fucking shit. And even when I was drizzling on a 20 degree day at Amy Park on Saturday, I'm like, oh, this is not ideal. But like, it's a good. At least game. it wasn't cold, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, bloody oath, man. Uh. You, you know, it is. Do you, it is do you a, agree, Andy? Do you think the winter season is the way to go? Is it a vibe? Yeah, look, I'm with Nick. I, I like uh, going to the games in in summer and spring uh, a lot more than I, I like going to them in the middle of winter. You know, like obviously I still go, but um, you know, you're sitting there freezing your ass off on those very yeah. cold winter nights um, compared to like say an uh, afternoon or twilight game. You know, on a nice. 20 degree summer's day uh it is a lot more fan friendly um but yeah obviously you've got the downside of you know you are going to get some stinking hot days um which is not good for anyone mm. but um the player's health right yeah exactly exactly and we, we've seen it a couple of times this season so far um but yeah I, like nick said i don't think it uh at least at the moment i don't think the a-league is in a position to compete with the the afl and the nrl um so I think, you know, at least for the foreseeable future, it's got to stay where it is. Andy, I'm oh, sorry, Damo, do you have any finishing comments on this? Um, I do. Uh, I think eventually I understand the, um, yeah, the viability for it to be played in winter probably doesn't make much sense financially. Um, as much as people will probably say that it wouldn't really affect the crowds and stuff. It would, like, slightly. Especially if it clashes with AFL games and yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, that's I it. Would... You, you try and work out your um, fixturing a little bit better, mm. tr- probably try and play a few more important <laughs> games during the day yep. um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I, I agree that it doesn't make much sense financially, but... If we are, if we want to be taken seriously as a footballing nation, then um, yeah, it's one of those things where you just expect to be done. I think 
crowds would fight. I know it's idealistic and um, these things can't be made in a vacuum. I think crowds would be seriously devastated if it was to switch to a winter schedule. Um, you got the actual like challenge of scheduling games at venues like Sydney Football Stadium, you know, Allianz and um, the Dolphins Stadium, KO Stadium, uh, Amy Park, you know, that are being used as like rugby venues. Um, like, we'll be competing with them every week compared to just the shoulder parts of the season. Yeah, um, no doubt. And we're going to, you know, we will be, not only will we be competing every week for the grounds, but we're going to be competing for people to go to games, you know. And like, yeah. And, oh, I agree, and yeah. And what if, like, the AFL, you know, often has four to five games in Melbourne? How, how are you going to, like... How is the ALE going to get the eyeballs and the attention of anyone in Melbourne? Like anyone in Melbourne, when there's four to five games there, they can't, you know, like they can't be scared of... uh, The ALE should fixture their games without being scared of the AFL and NRL. That's right. However, and the best way to not be scared of them is to have your league in the summer so you don't have any competition. And then when you do, the league's already like... It's going to be what six games until the end of the season. So you've already got you yeah. know, you've like the fans that are up are going to keep going, and the fans that are down might you know lose interest as any professional league. I think the main um, argument for people who want the game to go to winter is that we have to stop pandering to these people who don't really even care um, mm. about the game. Mm. That we need to start actually taking care of the people who do enjoy the game and know that playing the sport in winter is its preferred or its main um, season. Uh, MLS is over summer, and they seem to do, like, they seem to, um, you know, for, for yeah. similar reasons, well, just... you know, not to clash with the NFL, NBA, uh, NHL, hmm. and they, you know, they seem to, they, they, uh, but they, their leagues run a bit differently. They, they expand, like, you know... The, to expand like the fun finding gold in every town in Western Victoria, you know. Yeah, there's just more people in America than Australia yeah. as well, so there's more more of a market to tap into. The second div, yeah, they've got like more than thirty two teams because they, they got the two conference systems. They have, so it's, uh, they kind of have they do have leagues. a USL league. Um, okay. Oh my God, Vietnam just scored. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I think I think we will wrap it up. We, yeah. we do have. Um, a plethora of things to get to. Damo's got to watch the football. I've got to watch the dogs. Andy's got to um, get back to his career have as some a dinner. gambling enthusiast on the side, of course. <laughs> um, we'll do we'll do that segment, I reckon, next week, boys. But any any parting comments from any of you guys? Any any thank yous? Any shout out? Uh, thanks to our sponsor today, the Penny Tell uh... <laughs> Play of the Day. <laughs> Play of the day. Uh, incredible. Shout out, Penny Tell. Once again, never letting us down. <laughs> never letting us down for a good laugh. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And All with right. that, yeah. Uh, sorry, what was it uh, Nick wanted me to say? Ah, uh, yes. In a while, crocodile. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Crack a smile in a while. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is me, the four man wall. Thank you all. <laughs> Two nil by Lil, so uh, by Lily. Yeah, by Losk Lil, so yeah, not ideal. Jonathan David, there are fighting him ragged. Hopefully, he doesn't <laughs> lost faith in the squad. <laughs> Fuck! Oh no! Hopefully, he doesn't become <laughs> <a> duck. <laughs> <laughs>